Hi everyone, good morning, and welcome back for another episode of eGeos. I have a special guest today. Her name is uh, Jessica Viegas, and she is currently a master's student studying international project management at the University of Northumbria. Jez is also, she started this uh, secondary degree in international project management. She was actually a drilling engineer and a petrophysicist in oil and gas. So we're going to hear more about her career story and more about her life. Welcome, Jessica. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you for inviting me. This is wonderful. Yeah, it's been a good day, even though we are still living through a pandemic times. But yes, it has been a good day. Yeah, thank you so much. So just so the audience knows, um, Jessica is calling in from London, the UK, and they're currently under lockdown right now. So thank you so much for finding time in your busy schedule, working full time and going back to school as a master's student to talk with us. So the first question that we have for you today is, um, could you tell us more about where you're from where you grew up and what influenced you most while you were growing up? That is a good question to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born in Venezuela, in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up there. I studied my first qualification over there as well um, when I did petroleum engineering. Um, the reason that influenced me the most actually to study my first career, mm-hmm. it was back in time when it was in school. <laughs> one, it's incredible because one of my teachers, he was talking to us like, oh, there are some competitions in, if you want to try about knowing about petroleum because we are a petroleum country and things like that. And I was like, wow, what are you talking about? And it was immediately, you know, my hands up like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then uh, actually I competed uh, three years in a row. Um, it was quite interesting experience. I didn't walk back in the time, but it was the beginning of knowing like what petroleum um, country, petroleum producer country uh, meant to. And knowing that Venezuela was one of those, it was like, whoa, mm-hmm. I want to study something like this. That's so, cool. so that was the reason why I ended up um, in in this path and um something else uh, when i started to know that we uh, study about geology and understanding the earth that was always my favorite topics like try to see the beauty of the earth like all of these gorgeous like outcrops um waterfalls or understanding like how volcanoes work that was like Wow, this is brilliant. All of these kind of wonderful things that our planet does. And then that's actually I'm still having that passion today. If I'm going mm. holiday somewhere, <laughs> you, you you see me like try to find places like, hmm, must be something interesting I can see here. And then poor my fiance, like he ended up always following me. Like mm-hmm. we went to Iceland and he had to swim with me in between the two tectonic plates oh, in wow. that cold water. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know whether you want to do this. The rock in this side is exactly the same in that side. I said, no, 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 no. That is one continent and this is another continent. <laughs> oh, that's so 
such a good story. That's not sure to steal on me. It hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good to hear. So you had this teacher, um, was it in your undergraduate experience in Venezuela where you learned about it? Or could you tell us more about like your career path um, and how you actually ended up coming to the UK? Oh, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, the teacher was from school, okay. uh, from secondary school. Okay. And um, yeah, then I was looking for universities, uh, um, have those careers in Venezuela, and then I found that in my local city in Puerto La Cruz, and they have the career there, which took me quite a while to apply for. It was kind of a long process, but mm-hmm. eventually I ended up studying it. And um, it was interesting because when I was in uni, uh, I get into it like a lot mm-hmm. that I even volunteer in many, in many things in the university. I even apply and I won the uh, internal elections to become the president of the student chapter for the SPE. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, uh, I was selected to be one of the hundreds of students to go to one of the IPTC in 2008 oh, wow. to Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly, I was the only woman from that side of the world. I'm from Venezuela. Yeah. The rest, it was like a student like from Colombia or even from the United States, but they were all only gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And I was the only woman from that side of the world in Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was quite a wonderful experience. And then when I went back, um, I encouraged a lot. And the rest of my classmates that how important it is to be connected in, in this industry globally and um, I, I share my experience I carry on volunteering for the SPE and um, I got my first job even before I finished my uni mm-hmm. um, when I was will, um, working drilling as well uh, as an M- MWD and uh, actually, I had to ask for the job to go to my ceremony for uni. Oh, that was wow. that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that that's amazing. <laughs> that was a good time. And um, after that, um, I, I got experience working as I am an MWD, and I said, like, okay, I want to do something different. And then it was when I applied in the national company there, and I started working as a petrophysicist. Uh, I did some work related to reservoir engineer too and geomechanics which is i love it mm-hmm. but unfortunately due to the situation in venezuela i looked through the horizon and i say like this is a difficult decision is like it's professional against personal life yeah. and i have to handle my resignation letter and that was kind of heartbreaking oh yeah but i had to do it and yeah. um why I selected the UK, mainly because I did want to study English, like become an actually officially bilingual person. Yeah. And um, I have a European passport as well because of, of the background from my grandparents, that, as we know, like many of the survivors from the Second World War. So mm-hmm. thanks to that, I, I, I have my European passport and um, I moved to the UK. Mm-hmm. And then another story begins because it was like all prices crashing in 2015, mm-hmm. many other things out there. And I was like, 
Hold on a minute, this is not what I was expecting. And then you start to see life from a different perspective when you move to another country. Mm-hmm. And then it was when I started to restructure a little bit my career. And um, I did some work in hospitality, which was quite interesting, I had to say, because while wow, working with customers, offering customer service was like, this is harder more than what we expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, then I ended up in this company I'm working right now, in the data science company. Um, I volunteer as well here, but with APG, and I became the president of the uh, YP chapter as well. Yeah. And But being there with them, it makes me seen from inside, like, well, the oil and gas industry is still not fully recovered from the oil prices crash in 2015. Yep. And then it was when I decided, like, mm, this is the time for me to do something else. And then it wasn't easy to, to trust me, it took me time to sit down, figure it out, like what I want to do, where I can use all my skills. Mm-hmm. Why can, where can I apply that and which universities I can apply for my master's and so on. And I ended up uh, studying international project management, which is um, I'm about to finish finally. Thank God. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. It hasn't been that easy because it's absolutely like study from scratch kind yes. of because it's nothing related to the language industry. But while the quality of the modules and my teachers here has been like absolutely magical like a wonderful career mm-hmm. and i'm actually looking forward to finish and start to applying these new skills more or less in knowledge management this is kind of what i'm looking for to grow my new career path mm-hmm. but yeah it takes time uh, no, I'm not going to say it's difficult, it's easier, or because it could be easier for somebody else, it could be even harder for another person, but the only thing that it takes is time. It's yes. just a matter of time that I finally set, set up this new career, and I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. That sounds, that's very inspiring. So how long did it take you, like when did you enroll and start? your master's program was that would have been in like 2018 or 2019 no it was last year actually last because year? It's, it's, well, i have a brilliant idea <laughs> <laughs> to study the full-time master and carry on working full-time as well okay don't ask me why but yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it started uh, last year in may and it's supposed to finish this may this okay. year and it has been like, I've been in campus like a few times because of the lockdown and the mm. situation that we're living now, but most of the uh, master has been delivered online. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, so it, it did, it's not something necessarily that happens overnight for you to all of a sudden say, okay, I went to school for this thing and then, you know, the markets went down and all, you know, global pandemic, blah, 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 all these things that prevents you from fulfilling your original career goal, it, it's, it does take you some time and that's okay to, to take time to figure out like how you want to re-engineer your career to, to feel better about, you know, your situation and the choices you have to make basically. 
Yeah, it's not it's not exactly what I was dreaming for when I was studying petroleum engineering and when I, when I got my first job and my second job as well. But it, it is a bit complicated to explain that because I think uh, every individual have different career aspirations, different goals, and, and different situations as well. They are in different situations. In my case, it is what it is. I couldn't. I couldn't change it. It wasn't. It wasn't up to me what was happening in Venezuela, which is still happening. Mm-hmm. But definitely, what was up to me is sit down, be honest to myself, and say, "Okay, this is what is going on in the world. It might take a couple of more years to change. Do you have the time to wait for it or no? Is it the right time for you to restructure your career path?" study something because I did actually consider to study a master in geology mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. but incredibly being part of the APG um, YPs actually that hurts me a lot to see like no 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 don't mm-hmm. don't spend that money in that master right now because look what's going on mm-hmm. many of them carry on to study the PhD because they probably want to or, or, or plan it as, uh, as that or because it's still kind of, hard, kind of hard to find a job right now. Yeah. And then it's okay, I'm going to carry on with a PhD. Mm-hmm. And there are others like, oh, I finished this master, now what can I do? And then even you can see now in the news, like um, the Imperial College is uh, temporarily closing that master. Yes. And it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit sad to see that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's, it's going to be closed forever, but but definitely the time that is this current moment is the one that I am living. And that is the reason it, it makes me change a little bit my career. And it makes me think like, let's do something different. I might even go back to the oil and gas industry as a project manager. Who knows? That might be another another, mm-hmm. another things to reconsider after I finish my master. Yeah. But definitely uh, I was looking for a more agile career mm-hmm. and that is the reason I decided to study this master yeah oh I'm so glad that you brought it up because that was the first thing I was thinking is like you never know it may come full circle and you may end up being able to get a job in an energy company and who knows maybe it won't be in oil and gas necessarily but it could be in some of the other more like um immersion emerging renewable projects style projects as a project mm-hmm. project manager and I mean, to me, it seems like you're aligning yourself perfectly to go back into something like energy related once you get through all of this. Yeah, that is kind of is is there definitely, mm-hmm. but I don't want as a, as a British people say, like, don't put all your eggs in, in one, one basket. basket. <laughs> yes, yeah, we say the same but thing too. There. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> But yeah, definitely the option is there, for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, now that you mentioned about the, the renewable um, uh, area, m- most of the company as well, uh, biggest company like BP, Total, Shell, they are already working on renewables. So they, they already begin with this new energy sector rather than only be oil and gas, which is interesting because doesn't mean the end of the oil and gas industry, but definitely means that um, 
energy sources has to come from multiple multiple sources, not only from one, mm -hmm. because this is the way that we are are changing the world. The world is changing, and um, we we need to we need to go with that change mm -hmm. instead of just always being focused. This is the only way to do it, mm -hmm. and then it's about it's it's, it's a big topic. So it's, it's matter of businesses. It's matter of um, which country can pay for that energy and which countries can't. Uh, it's, it's a big, massive, we, we can even talk about that in yeah. another time, but yeah. definitely, definitely um, renewable is here to stay and be a complement for the oil and gas industry to definitely uh, provide energy to, to us, the consumer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So with that all being said, and, and maybe like for me, I, in the future, I feel like I have like multiple dream roles that I want to fulfill, but ultimately, do you have a dream role or like a, a target goal for your career? Well, yes, as I say at the beginning, knowledge management is mm. what is taking me right and now, like, it's growing the passion inside of me. Like, I can mm -hmm. feel it now. Like, I hope it doesn't overcome my passion for, for geology or the earth. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, it's something that trying to understand um, how to manage the knowledge in a corporation in these times is complicated mm -hmm. because most companies all of all of the knowledge is basically digital right now mm -hmm. and this is a big massive business as well for the companies that are in charge of the cloud like all the information that we save in the cloud yeah and obviously corporations um have to use the cloud to make sure the knowledge are managed there and then when you need it is there but this is in terms of explicit knowledge when everything is digital right now but when you come to think about how it's tacit knowledge is wow like how do you manage to make a good environment for other colleagues or junior roles learn from senior roles mm -hmm. this is something this is something that you have to do it through experience uh, time mm -hmm. in in working in the office in working doing projects together and it's a bit of a challenge right now for junior roles to grow in companies while we are working remotely. Mm -hmm. How you share knowledge while you're working remotely? It's a bit challenge for companies. Mm -hmm. So how do you create a good even though if you create a good a good system, oh yes, let's let's have a catch up meetings every other week and then let's discuss about X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But it's still you need to create as well that uh, sense of collaborations between employees and the time from the senior roles to share those knowledge with the junior role. Mm -hmm. Not even to mention before, like somebody decide to leave the company and move to another company. How you how you manage to try to keep your employees in the company because this it's not imper it's not the person that is leaving. That person is leaving the corporation within their knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I'm getting super interested in it. And mm -hmm. I actually am doing my dissertation based on that. Okay. And I'm really looking forward to see like, <laughs> 
what companies are thinking about um, having a department on knowledge management, which I know many companies here in the UK are already doing it because it's even a like matter of making decisions, saving money, because that is, that is the other topic. Um, when we save documents in the company, we sometimes don't take the time to delete the previous version and then we create duplication versions or something that might be not necessarily be safe in the cloud. And that is money that the companies are spending on the cloud. But is it is it really are they really using properly that space on the cloud that is worth all of the amount of money? Mm-hmm. That is another question. And it's all related to knowledge management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. I hope that helps give people like some idea of hot topics, especially because of the pandemic. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I would like to go back to the energy sector because um, being part of the solution is one of the solution is being part of that, like how we bring energy, how we manage that in a better way to make sure that that's not happening again in the future. It's not about uh, being criticizing like why we are living in this situation. It's about bringing solutions like how mm-hmm. we can make it better for next time. Mm-hmm. And that is always why it makes me feel I was doing the right things when I was working in the oil and gas industry mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's about bringing solutions to the lifestyle that we are living right now because let's be honest with our, with our oil and gas we will never be in, in the position that we are right now yes indeed we need other energies mm-hmm. that is absolutely true I'm not going to discuss that because I agree on that we need all the sources of energy but that is the case which one do we use and where mm-hmm. and which one countries can pay for and which one can be the best um and it's always about bringing solutions to the population in general mm-hmm. yeah i i totally agree with you i'm i feel like i'm very like-minded in that way where i i personally feel like yeah it's one thing to complain and to point out errors or mistakes and things that need to be improved, but also really what's super important is the passion behind solutions. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so one of, I guess you've already given us a ton of advice to think about, um, but do you have any specific advice for someone who is currently building their dream? Like maybe some very pointed advice? And yeah, um, I would say it is really important to talk to senior people, like try to attend to events, conferences, even online, or mm-hmm. or even talk to some uh, adults, like people who is older than us that has been through different stages on the career. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot. Also being honest to yourself, regardless where you are you doing but being honest is is massively important as an individual when he's trying to find a career path because is it would make you see the big picture like bring to the table like okay where i'm living 
I am living in a country that really offered me a um, future in this career. Oh, no, this country doesn't do that. Okay, if I need to move to another country, which countries are the ones that offer me a career on this? Oh, do I need any extra requirements to move to that country? What do I need? Can I make it? Can I make it? And that is the only way when you finally make the right decisions on time. I wish people tell me that in the past, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I probably we may we move fast. Yeah. I have to say, I, I'm not. I'm not regretting what I what I have experienced so far. Yeah, but definitely we moved a bit faster than the speed I'm moving now. But it, it's something. I will tell you a story when I when I was finally deciding the last bit like okay this is the moment to do something else mm -hmm. i remember i googled mm -hmm. <laughs> the oil price charts for the last 10 years mm -hmm. when i saw those peaks like ups and downs and all the consequences behind of those changes on the oil price that was the last bit that i did before i applied for this master mm -hmm. and i say like Wow, this is tricky. <laughs> and um, I, I match that with my time and with my generation and with my careers. And that makes me realize, like, mm, it's time for you to do something different. If you want to go back to the energy sector, you probably have to come back with a new skills, a new transferable skills to offer, or seeing the industry from another perspective, and then just take it from that from that point onwards. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of the big things. Sometimes, sometimes it's difficult when because when you have passion, truly real, real passion for something, it's difficult for you to face the reality mm -hmm. and. But that chart, I ha I can't describe it. That when I saw the old prices peaks, like changing up and down and up and down, in and and you saw it dedicated only for the last ten years. I didn't even look at like back in time. Mm -hmm. Just those ten years, and then reading the news and going to see what companies are doing. When as I said, as I said before, like seeing like wow, seeing VP changing and redirecting as well to more energy company or equino which was previously start oil mm -hmm. for the Norwegian companies yeah. so when you see that it's like you have the fact you have the insight in your hand to decide what you can do with your career at this moment yeah and then it's like it's like when, when we have those silly questions that looks like a we carry on forever like what do you see in you in five years time or in 10 years time it's probably something that not everyone's have a clear answer to that question mm -hmm. but when you know what's going on recently in the industry when you want to work then you you might have an idea how to answer that question but if you don't have a clue what's going on, but you have the passion, no one to go into the and super like blind going mm. out there, that is not helpful because you might end up a bit a bit late when you realize that wow, I've been working or I've been waiting for my dream job and it hasn't come, mm -hmm. and then you already probably 
missed a good chance. Like me, okay, like how I am in a data science company, not related at all to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to any, any sector. But all all the things I I experienced in this company as well, it makes me realize that like having all of those benefits that other companies offer, like oh, here's your birthday off. As I like, oh, I got an extra day off on the year. Or before actually the pandemic started, we were allowed to work from home. Like, for example, you know, let's assume that it's coming to check your boiler before winter comes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were allowed to work from home. You were mm-hmm. allowed, like, you you just email your line manager and say, oh, more I have somebody from British Gas to come and check my boiler before winter, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to work from home. Mm-hmm. And then you were able to work from home. And these kind of things make me feel like really the corporations make you feel part of, like mm-hmm. make you feel like you are part of the corporation. If you need us, we will be there. And if we need you, we know that you will be there for us. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things as well experience, those kind of things in other corporations always help you to grow professionally. And if happens to me, I'm pretty sure if I go back to the energy sector or any other energy company, mm-hmm. I will try to offer those ideas, to put those ideas on the table, and at least to plant the seed to maybe in five or ten years' time, those benefits being applied in, in, in other companies. Mm-hmm. Because that is a way to grow professionally. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Thank you so much. You've, you, you've given me a lot to think about. and Yeah, um, when I was a volunteer for the APG here mm-hmm. in London, I had lots of opportunity to talk to um, master's students and, and undergraduate students too. Mm-hmm. And then, wow, listen to them. It was difficult. It was difficult because they were already so advanced in the career mm-hmm. and just about to graduate or the one that applied for the master's. It's a big investment to do that and commitment yeah. mm-hmm. to study that master in geology. When you find out that is no a big market out there, which is in other cases is not hundred percent true, because talking to them, I just try to help as much as I could. Saying like there are other industries out there, you don't know if you might end up actually instead of looking for petroleum, mm-hmm. you were ended up looking for water because every single country needs water. So you don't know if you ended up in a water company mm-hmm. or in a solar company or or doing something else, or even in a completely different industry, but don't see in yourself that you have failed because mm-hmm. you are not in an energy company, mm-hmm. because you have no idea what the other industry can help you to grow professionally, mm-hmm. all the skills that you can learn from another corporation, all the knowledge that you can get from those specific roles that are not related to the energy sector. And that makes you unique, Mm -hmm. makes you, when you go for an interview, you have a big picture. You know, when we, when people were discussing about lateral thinking, lateral thinking is one of those ways that it's coming from. It's not coming from doing exactly the same all the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. You are capable to see all their point of view, all their perspective, all their angles. I have a friend that she... She's brave. Whoever is going to listen to this recording, that 
not because you are not doing exactly what you were dreaming for or what were you planning at the beginning. It doesn't mean that you are failing. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. You are gaining every single day of your life. If you are even working in another industry, you are gaining. You are gaining knowledge, experience, networking in another industry, understand the world from another point of view, mm-hmm. and many more. We can carry on like the list is long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's very inspirational and I really like how you have a positive mindset on it because I think um, right now especially it's super important to keep your thoughts and your mind in sort of that positive frame of reference if you will so thank you so much for sharing that and then just one last thing is there anything specific that you do to maintain your happiness and success any hobbies or tips or tricks that you do? <laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I normally listen to music. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I, I don't know why music shares me a lot. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one thing that it helps me is when I have those down moments, I try always to talk. I don't, I don't, Pretend that it's not happening. Yeah. In my case, I actually try to find someone I can talk to. Maybe just having a coffee or a glass of water or a glass of wine. Why not? Mm-hmm. But talking like, oh, you know, I'm feeling down about this and this and this. And I don't know why. And I, I just wonder probably from where that mm-hmm. is coming from. And then... I don't know, just simply talking. You don't have to tell every single detail or confess exactly everything that you are going through. Mm -hmm. But definitely talking helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then the next day, I try to do something else or go for a walk or try to... I'm not a runner, but Mm -hmm. it's something that I've been trying to do. It's hard. I don't like it. (laughs) It's just... Oh, gosh, no. For those runners my heroes forever and ever because I've been trying to do that and I'm still working on but it's Same. not easy. <laughs> I'm not a runner person. Mm-hmm. But keeping um keeping your your body healthier like mm. on and even on one day you want to eat the whole bar of chocolate, have it. Yeah. That is not gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. And in the next day you want to okay, okay, I'm gonna eat chocolate today, I'm gonna I'm gonna have an apple. Mm-hmm. Have an apple. Mm-hmm. But life is only one and then we need to make sure that it is what it is in terms of because we are human, we experience all the different stuff apart from our professional careers. Mm-hmm. But if we found our own way how to cope with that situation, then everything will be a bit easier. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Thank you so much for meeting with me and talking to me. I'm so inspired and just talking to you has like greatly uplifted my mood just in the last, you know, 45 minutes. So thank you. (laughs) It has been grateful to be here and um, this is why I joined as well EGOs. Mm -hmm. Because um, in in these current times, we are in a pandemic time. We don't know what we're going to uh, face in five or ten years' time or next year, actually. Yeah. 
we don't know what was what, what could happen next but definitely what we could do is help each other try to connect to try to keep connected with the rest of us like even for the ones that are still having a successful career, mm -hmm. they can help us a lot to like, how you maintain your successful career? Like being since the beginning, like in your career path and with no changes, that is something interesting to, to mm -hmm. see. But also talk to the other side, like, oh, well, you have changed your career. What makes you change? Or what do you use, uh, to make that decision, what facts, what insight, what what makes you change in that case? It has helped you, it hasn't helped you because that's important. In my case, it has helped me. So I can't say that, oh no, doing these changes has been the worst things in my life. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. It has helped me a lot mm -hmm. and I'm sure that it will carry on helping me. Mm -hmm. So the reason to, I joined EOS and I will encourage everybody to do it is, Thank you. this is not about sit down like in those corporate events that are a bit more um, polite, more prestigious, yeah. more, you are in a bit more um, formal environment. Mm -hmm. In this one, we are in a kind of more flexible environment, mm -hmm. and then we can talk a bit more openly. And then if people want to ask me questions, I'm more than happy to, to answer. I can leave my, my email address later on here. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure, or my LinkedIn anyway, whichever, whichever you prefer. Or we can get connected in years as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it is important because this is life. I'm, that is not going to change. Mm -hmm. That uh, changes are, we, are part of life. Mm -hmm. Nothing is constant. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that will help us a lot to keep connected and uh, make sure that we share our experience because it might help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It was a great to talk to you and we'll have to do a follow-up whenever you're <laughs> done with school and things are settled down a little bit and you're off on your new venture. So thank you so much, Des, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks to you and hope, hope we can talk soon as well. Yes. And yeah, it was a really good pleasure to be here and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. <laughs>